Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. I am joined on the phone today by strategic market analyst from the SGX, Jeff Howie, because JP Ong is off this week having a well-earned and well-deserved rest and hopefully some recreation. The SDI is in the green today, up right now 0.34% to 3,128 points. It's looking good. It started in the green. It stayed in the green going into the afternoon session. We bring Jeff Howie into the conversation. Does it look good to you? Yeah, it's marginally green. <laughs> a couple of little spots of red there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so Japan's up three-tenths of a percent, but Hong Kong's down three-tenths of a percent. And that's really um, setting much of the range. The, the, the Bursa Malaysia KLCI is probably the strongest across the board, um, up seven-tenths of a percent. Uh, and in Singapore, we're up um, around three-tenths of a percent, up 3129. So it's mostly green across the region, and that follows that mixed end to the week we saw on Wall Street last year. I, I guess the gains for the STI have been... It's, it's moderate. You know, moderate rising uh, now three tenths to four tenths of a percent. So up around three one two nine. That that adds to the two percent rebound we saw last week, which of course followed a five percent decline for the STI over the first two weeks of May. It brings the year to date return to close to twelve percent, and that means our benchmark does remain uh, amongst Asia Pacific's two strongest uh, for the year so far to date. Um, but where, where from here, I guess the reference levels um, that uh, investors are looking at are, uh, okay, at 3129, it's, it's up a little over 3% from the 14th of May low, uh, but still down uh, between 35 and 4% from that big 3237 high we saw back on the 30th of April. Um, so, you know, policy-wise, um, and I, I guess if it's okay, I mean, JP usually uh, talks a little bit more broader across the region, but... Um, you know, for me, it's it's um, so Singapore focused because you know, otherwise I'll lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to, you know, obviously have to be because of the role. Um, but uh, what, what, what I mean, what I can offer is um, certainly things here are pretty interesting as well. Um, we've we just had our CPI number released at one o'clock, um, and that's that's the monthly report. So the CPI for April. Uh, it was uh, released at 1 o'clock and, and was up 2.1% year-on-year, but that's predominantly because it had a very low base in April 2020. So more importantly, uh, our CPI for April, it's down two-tenths of a percent from the March report, so down 0.2% just marginally, which is exactly as was expected and followed a 0.2% gain that we saw um, from February into March. So uh, not, not, not much big deal there but for the for the real numbers it's tomorrow it's the the bigger numbers we've got the final print for our first quarter uh, GDP growth um, and that's expected to be rised upwards from the advanced estimate I think which was uh, again up two tenths of a percent year on year Mm -hmm. and we'll also see our April industrial production report which is expected to see only half that close to eight percent year on year growth we observed in March 
Um, so there's, there's 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 obviously that resilience um, in those numbers. So obviously the the uh, cases in the community and the coronavirus are being watched carefully. And and to that end, you, you saw that policy announcement uh, on Friday with the Singapore government setting aside that 27 million additional. Uh, funding to support the private hire car and the taxi drivers through to the end of June. So that was pretty quick um, and very proactive, very targeted fiscal effectiveness, I guess, has been um, what uh, was observed as a strong point of Singapore's economic management in 2020. Um, remember earlier in that month, the IMF gave us that report noting that uh, should we see those downside risks, uh, that would be our first line of defence, and indeed it was on Friday, drawing more on our uh, ample fiscal buffers to support those industries that need it. And uh, I guess as tomorrow's GDP report will reiterate that the root of the contraction in Singapore's transportation storage sector has been the impact of COVID-19 on the air, water and land transport segments. But Comfort Delgro today, it's, it's it, I mean, well, it's it's up it's up a little bit. Um, it marginally outpaced the STI last week. I think gained a little over three percent last week. So it's up further at one cent today, um, and that brings its 2021 year-to-date total return to around just one percent. And then on the other hand, you've got SBS Transit, which is also up around two percent over the last five and a half sessions, and that brings its year-to-date decline um, to a really flat performance, uh, as, as, as one would have expected in 2021 year-to-date. Um, we, 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 we did, uh, I should point out, looking more broadly with the, with the coronavirus, it was a good week last week. Um, we did see a daily record of close to 34 million vaccine doses administered on Thursday, mm-hmm. and that trajectory of the number of vaccine doses, Clarissa, it's that the world can administer in a day, it has gone up in May after drifting somewhat in April between 15 million and 20 million doses a day. And also at the same time, the number of daily confirmed cases globally has been gradually declining from that near 900,000 levels uh, to closer to 600,000 levels last week, but still obviously off the 400,000 levels seen in Feb. So India, of course, is a key part of that. Remember, they had more than 400,000. I think it was around 415,000 cases reported on the 6th of May, and that's now down to uh, 240,000 cases reported on Saturday, but obviously still above its less than 20K uh, daily cases that was observed back in February. So it's uh, you know a lot of focus obviously still on the coronavirus and and especially here at home. But I guess um, looking globally at the big stats, it, it does it does appear that we are, we are making progress again in May after a pretty uh, tough start in the beginning of the month. Now, for an, a small investor or an average investor, these numbers, you know, the the good news with the vaccines, the good news with the infection numbers coming down globally. And seemingly we're, we're getting a handle on it again here in Singapore as well. How much of that actually gives them the confidence to stay in the market to, to make some plays? Yeah, I guess that's interesting, interesting question because there's, there's multiple, uh, you know, all investors, there's all different types of investors, different motivations, uh, different objectives and so forth. But looking across uh, very broadly, I, I think there is an element still of wanting to um, play it safe. Um, we've seen upward momentum in our Spider Gold ETF being really consistent um, from the end of March through to 
the end of last week, and it's up again slightly today. So last week, the 2% gain in the Spider Gold ETF brought the total return to 10%. Now, um, that's that's one, one element of it, but then there are certain sectors that uh, have been uh, obviously seeing institution institutional rotations into them um, this year and, and, and uh, come off somewhat in May, but still, um, the, the, a lot of our tech stocks, uh, tech-related stocks, tech-adjacent stocks, have been quite strong. So it is still a little bit selective in terms of the areas. You, you're not seeing a lot of um, confidence across the whole broad market. Obviously, we don't see... It's very rare that we see every single sector in the green um, like we did last month. But we, we are seeing, I guess... You know, you look across the board today, Just just you've got Franken Group, which is up 4%, Venture Group, Venture Corporation's up uh, almost 2%. AM Holdings is up 1.5%. Nanofilm's up 2.2%. Um, so Venture Corp up three-tenths of a percent. So you've got um, this, this, this particular group of stocks that were obviously among the strongest stocks today and also the strongest stocks last week. This, uh, this um, segment of the market uh, attributed, of course, to higher sales of semiconductor, more demand for semiconductor, um, increased you know, consumption of the chips and so forth being the key drivers to this particular aspect of the market, which has been really strong. And uh, supply chain efficiency is also playing a key role in, in, in many of these companies as well. So certain lot of thematics. If you look at the banks per, per se, they have been a key driver of the STI's um, big uh, 11 12% year-to-date returns, but have been relatively muted over the last five and a half sessions, averaging around a 1% gain only. Okay, so something to watch there as well. The banks are always a good default for us here in Singapore. Yeah, well, it's a really important part of the of the STI. Obviously, forty percent, and uh, and it's for that reason that the STI is is uh, is the second best performer across APAC this year because the banks make up so much an important part of the STI. And globally, uh, banks would did really well. Uh, in the first quarter of this year, predominantly because businesses globally were still investing. You know, there, there's 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 a tech curve that many companies have been riding and, and increasing their exposure to with this wide widening application of semiconductor and technology across the world, and that has uh, that also has has helped the bank's bottom line. Not to mention that steepening in the in the U.S. yield curve, um, albeit that steepening in the U.S. yield curve did did pretty much end in the first quarter of this year and has come off slightly to around, uh, I guess, less than 150 basis points at the moment. Okay, again, for for the average investor, if we're looking at what's going on in the US and the threat of um, changes because of inflation, um, how does that affect them here? Well, I mean, it's, it, I don't think... I mean, it, for, for the, the way the Fed uh, Reserve is is really they're obviously monitoring it closely, and there's all the type of you know language and narrative associated with obviously being cautious on it. But mm-hmm. the 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 thing is, it, it a lot of the inflation it, they it, we still don't know how uh, systemic it will be. In that, is this uh, is this really one off effect? Um, you know, that there are a number of uh, I guess factors um, such as the high commodity prices and how those high commodity prices are passed on through the supply chain to the end consumer but there's also um, you know the 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 level of stimulus that's that's 
that's being undergoed by the US. There's the low US dollar. There's a number of. Uh, I mean, inflation is supposed to pick up now in the US, mm-hmm. but is it? But but will it? You know, the, the big threat is: does it kind of um, well exceed that two percent target and defy expectations? Um, that's that's that that therein lies the risk, and hence gold, as, as I mentioned, is still um, is still quite an active market, um, and seeing, I guess, marginal consistent gains week on week since the end of March. Um, at the same time, REITs in the U.S. have been uh, stronger, um, more so than the APEC REITs, um, but nonetheless, some of the uh, some of the REITs that uh, are here in Singapore and are basically involved in uh, a lot of supply chain operations have been among our strongest. I think ARA Logos Logistics Trust has been the strongest year to date. And then you've got EC World REIT has been this was the strongest of the REITs last week. Um, yeah, EC World REIT uh, is basically that uh, logistics and e-commerce player that really, um, really uh, has a lot of exposure to online retail sales of physical goods and so forth, particularly in its province and then to greater China. And then you've got these... Um, you know the supply chain efficiency um, issues that will, that you might have globally uh, perhaps um, have perhaps been less exacerbated here in Asia Pacific, and we've seen a lot of um, companies basically look to improve their efficiency of their supply chain for quite some time now. All right, we've been speaking with Jeff Howie, strategic market analyst from the SGX, on this Monday afternoon. This has been Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. News coming up next. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.